Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. G'day, everyone. Welcome back to the Hoop Ball Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank, at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K, as in bank. At Hoop Ball Pels is the show, P-E-L-S. Wowza, we're in for a doozy post-game wrap of the big game against the Atlanta Hawks, game number five on the season. We're flying through already. Um... Crikey, plenty to talk about uh, today, so we're going to unpack it all. We're going to talk about who had big games, who had average games, and um, where to next, and what we thought, and of course the key takeaways. Uh, before we get into all of that, uh, today's broadcast, of course, is a hoop-ball.com presentation. Go and support the people that support us, manscaped.com. Uh, use the code HoopBall20 when you are at checkout and get yourself 20% off and free shipping. Tell them HoopBall sent you and uh, we appreciate all the support and I'm sure they do too because they're selling razors. Um, and mybookie.ag, if you need to go and do some gambling, we'll go and do it over there. You want to put some money down on the sport, well, mybookie.ag is the place. Use the code HoopBall and um, treat yourself. You know, get yourself a 100% deposit match when you put in some money. Free money. Not bad at all, hey? In this day and age, in these trying times, uh, particularly as a Pelican supporter, go and get yourself some free cash and tell them Hoopball sent you so that they know where you came from. Uh, And finally, three days left. That's it in the winner pair of Zion 1 sweepstakes in support of Feed the Second Line. Guys, go and check out my Twitter page. Find the uh, the tweet that is pinned on there. Uh, you can go and retweet, like it, and donate as much or as little to feed the second line as you'd like. Uh, win yourself a pair of shoes. I will be drawing it on the 31st of October. It's been running for the whole month. There's been plenty of entries, and I love the support. Remember, I'm not getting anything out of this. It purely just goes to feed the second line, and you get a pair of shoes. Um, should you be so lucky? Not bad. Good deed and potential to win a pair of shoes. Laughing. All right. So, enough of all of that administration. Uh, you know I love harping up on it. National game. Let me set the scene. National game, Wednesday night. Uh, fantastic showing at the Smoothie King Center. The Western or Eastern Conference finalists, uh, Atlanta Hawks, come and take on our beloved New Orleans Pelicans, and we almost freaking did it. We really almost did. 102-99, the Pelicans fall uh, after missing on the last shot uh, with eight seconds to go. Um, Brandon Ingram has a play drawn up for him. He'd been cooking. He'd been, I suppose they'd iced him a little bit throughout the game, but he was cooking to start the game. 
he looked like he was going to be the saviour and uh, they double teamed him. He fell back, um, didn't get a foul. Devontae Graham grabbed the rebound, didn't get a foul and uh, we end up at the other end and the ball goes out of bounds. So, yeah. Disappointing finish for a game that was really firmly in our grasp at, at different points throughout the game. Uh, we played terrific defense and there were some real highlights. And you walk away this game and I, I was lucky enough to get uh, called up onto the uh, the Twitter spaces. Uh, Chris Connor, who we had on the show in the last episode, uh, hosts them after every game. Go and check them out if you're not uh, in, involved immediately after the game or about 10 minutes after. Um, you can go and get involved and have a chat about what you thought. But um, I spoke about it on there about this idea of honourable losses. And last year, I'm sure we can cast our minds, but even Alvin Gentry, you know, we would have these games where you'd lose by less than 10. And maybe you're in the driver's seat at different points throughout the game or even have 20-point leads that evaporate um, within the last two minutes, which we saw a couple of times. Um, and you thought, oh, well, it's an honor. maybe next time. Gee whiz, maybe next time we'll be able to get them. Tonight didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like an honorable loss. It felt like we got beaten, but it wasn't doom and gloom. It was a loss. And it counts just as much the same as getting beaten by 30 by the Timberwolves. Uh, you know, it counts exactly the same as losing by one point. But there were so many positives in this game. And I think we can be really excited as to what's going to happen next. It's bubbling below the surface. I can, You can see it. There's something different about this team. And I know you preach this every year. And, oh, you know, we went and got these guys and went and got that guy. But... There is. You add Zion Williamson to that team and we win a heap of games. We really do. And maybe I'm ever the optimist and just want to continue to lie to myself. But really, it um, we look good. If we run over to the game recap, as we always like to do. Uh, so we started out the gates really quickly. 33-19 to 19 in the first quarter. They shot 29% in that first quarter. Um, and... We were in the driver's seat. We looked really good. Unfortunately, they closed hard. They came really, really quickly and, and dropped 34 in that second quarter. And I think it was back within three uh, going into the half. We're in there 26 in that one. Uh, big first quarter from Brandon Ingram. He was cooking. Uh, and Jonas Valanciunas and that Clint Capella matchup was just fantastic. There was a lot of back and forth. The two top rebounders in the league absolutely going at it. Uh, fouling the heck out of each other and um, yeah, really impressive sort of battle down there as well. Other mentions in the first quarter was unfortunately Garrett Temple turned his ankle. He actually had six quick points and it looked like he was on. He really, really looked like he was on. Uh, Herbert copped a couple of fouls early uh, guarding Trey Young and Garrett came in and then fell on his ankle and uh, it looked like Hopefully not too bad, but enough to, to hold him out the rest of the game. And maybe he'll miss Friday. It depends how these ankles uh, recover. But disappointing because he looked like he was about to find his straps. And, I mean, a guy that is invested in the team, I know he, he he's had these comparisons like Eric Bledsoe. The difference between those two is that Garrett Temple wants to be here. He's a Louisiana legend. He is invested in this team and he wants to see these guys succeed. 
Eric Bledsoe couldn't give a shit. And it was very obvious uh, throughout the games where he just had these lapses where he just showed no energy or lack of wanting to be there or effort. Um, so, yeah, disappointing about the about Garrett's ankle. Uh, we rotated a few different guys through the lineup. Uh, no minutes from Sato again, which I have no qualms about whatsoever. Really impressed with um, Devontae Graham. He played point guard flat out and played some fantastic basketball. He really did. He was making shots uh, that you wouldn't even attempt in horse. You know, he was there at one point and had a running. Uh, I think it was like a second left on the shot clock, and he he was aware. He uh, decided to run and do a floater from three, and it went in. And oh gosh, it was just fantastic. He was he was huge, huge once again. And um, after having a quiet night a couple of games ago, he has been fantastic. And uh, another guy that wants to be here, he signed he signed here. You know, it was a sign and trade, but they've still got a sign. Um, and he was excited to be here, and you can see it in the way he plays. And he's excited about these young guys. These new rookies that we got in, obviously Trey Murphy and, and Herb Jones, who has just been a phenomenal player. Um, old Herb, or young Herb, I guess, 23. Uh, really impressive sort of guy. And played some good basketball and showed that he can play one through five. And I don't know, I could probably list off in my hand how many guys can do that. Um, you know, there's, there's less than five, I think, that can, that can seriously affect a point guard and a center. And I think Herb fits straight into that, which is big props for a guy that's... 23 in his fifth game of professional basketball. Uh, to finish off the second half, uh, New Orleans came out in the third quarter, had 18, Atlanta 31, and, and it was, it was on. Uh, they went on a big run, and the shots started falling. They struggled from the outside tonight, but Trey Young was just doing Trey Young things, and uh, we, we couldn't match him for that third quarter, which was disappointing. We did rebound in that last quarter and dragged it right back with our own 12-2 run, I think it was, and got uh, got it drawed. Brandon Ingram took a big three, missed it, and it was a bit of a heat check. Um, and and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who has just, his three-point shot has disappeared, decided to do a pirouette three, as a, I don't know why, um, and that was not the shot, and it did not go in. And really, that probably turned the momentum a bit, those two shots, because they went back up the other side, got up by two, and we were going back and forth uh, shot for shot thereafter, up until Herb got fouled, hit one of the free throws, and we were down uh, 100 to 99. They missed the shot. We got the ball back, and um, yeah, Brandon Ingram, out of, well, it was an out-of-bounds play, centralized on a Brandon Ingram ISO. DeAndre Hunter fell and then got back up and fell underneath Brandon and there was no call and we didn't win. But what we did do was scare the hell out of the Eastern Conference uh, finalists. And if that's one of the four remaining teams in the playoffs, well, you know, they only lost to the Milwaukee Bucks who ended up winning the whole thing. Pretty impressive team to play with and that's without your best player. Go figure. And I know we can attribute things like, okay, Trey Young, he still had 29 or 31 points he had in the end, but he struggled. It was 13 of 27, two of six from three. He wasn't as effective as he as he has been. You know, 31, you know, on, on some nights you can see him drop 50. And when he's on, he's unstoppable. And he was definitely a bit more contained uh, 
than I think we've seen in, in the past where he has just torched us. Uh, over at the box score as well, Bogdanovich had 12. We kept him to 4 of 12, shooting 2 of 6. Hunter had 13. He was pretty solid. Capella only had 5 points and 12 rebounds. John Collins, 16 and 12. And his offensive rebounding was huge. He had 7 offensive rebounds and Clint Capella had 5. And really, that was some of the... Well, a bit of the difference maker. Uh, they kept crashing the O-boards and we couldn't match him. I mean, we battled hard, but you lose that rebound battle and that's extra possessions. And there was a lot of, I suppose, defensive lapses where either it was a long rebound and our guys just weren't in the right position or they all thought someone else was going to get it or it fell in their lap. You know, some of those offensive rebounds are just a luck. One that really capped it off was John Collins uh, rolling after they uh, double-teamed Trey Young, who took a shot, and Collins came with a big put-back slam. There was no way that anyone was going to get across to be able to block that. Everyone was dragged right out, and John Collins knew exactly what he was going to do. So, I mean, that people say that, that was probably a momentum changer. Maybe it was, but it was sort of beyond the control because you want to stop Trey Young hitting a three. What's the lesser of two evils? Two's less than three. So, you know... We had plenty of opportunities to win this, um, and we'll probably explain that a little bit further as we um, break down our box score. So Brandon Ingram, 38 minutes, he had 20 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, and he was huge on the defensive end. Despite the 20 points, he had 15 in the first quarter, so you know they contained him after that, shot 8 of 21, and wasn't his usual dominant self. But on the defensive end, he brought some real pressure with a couple of blocks, a steal, uh, his rebounding. There was a whole heap of plays last year where you could see in his face, he goes, oh, I could go up and get that, but we'll just let it, maybe it'll bounce and go out of bounds or, you know, someone else will grab it. In this, he went after the basketball on the defensive end and finished that defensive play. And that is all I can ask as a fan is that your leader is going to step up on both ends and that's what he's been doing. You know, whether um, that fitness keeps building so that he can play both ends, maybe that trying so hard on defense affected him on the uh, on the offensive end, but still, he contributed. You know, he still put four assists and 20 points. You know, that's your leader, and he was playing both ends, and that's all I can ask. And hopefully that'll be infectious when Big Zion comes back and he buys in as well on the defensive end. It'd be fantastic. JV was huge. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, 16 and 15, another big double-double, three assists, a steal and a block, six of 14. Uh, I do feel like we didn't go through him quite as much, and maybe that's because they were dragging him out a bit, and the battle with Clint Capella was a tough one, but feed the big big man on the block. I don't mind it at all if, if you go through him. You know, he can hit his free throws as well. He hit four of four again on the night, which was the most out of anyone, and yeah, Go through him, because we've seen what he can do. 20 and 23 in the last game. Uh, Devontae Graham, 21 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, 8 of 17 shooting, 5 of 10 from 3, and he was fantastic. No turnovers. He's been a revelation. Honestly, I'm so impressed with how Devontae Graham has been playing, and, you know, keep him around. Keep him in the starting lineup, because he can play. And whatever the knock was that they said, oh, he can't shoot mid-range, he can't go into the paint, well, he's doing everything. He's penetrating, he's bloody fading away, he's hitting these little runners. The bloke has got such a deep bag, and I want to see all of it. He's just playing great basketball, and 
he's going to be really handy when Zion's there and he causes all that gravity to pull players away from him uh, and give Graham the uh, open looks. Nikhil, 30 minutes, uh, only six points, three rebounds, three assists, one block, three of 14 shooting, 21%, zero of seven from three. And some of these were wide open. His three-point shot has disappeared on him. I can see it's a confidence issue because he's getting in his own head. There was a play, I think it was in the third quarter, and he missed an open three, and he just screamed at himself running back up the court. And guys like that, they just need to see the ball go in to be able to get that confidence up. What I wanted to see from Nikhil was, all right, you've missed the first three three-pointers, but I need you need to see the basket, the ball go in the basket, so drive on him. He's length around the ring makes him so well at uh, so good at being able to drive and, and finish through contact or around bigger players and I want to see more of that I want to see Nikhil take the game on and he's I think he settled a little bit and then he got his own head and that just compounded it and um, he really struggled Herb Jones was solid he had eight points one rebound one assist one block three of four and one three-pointer, they kicked it out to him. He splashed it, loved it. Um, he missed a free throw, but otherwise he was very, very good. Uh, one through five, he would he played 22 minutes, and there were times down the stretch, you know, they finished the court, uh, two rookies. We had Trey Murphy and also Herb Jones in the final five as we closed the game out. And what a testament to these young guys, putting them in these... Uh, positions in these early five games when you still wait for Zion to come back, all that's going to do is give these guys confidence down the line when you're ready to start contending against these bigger teams and you start winning these close games. Blood the young guys. That's what you've got to do. Get experience. Get reps into them. So I'm looking forward to seeing them continue to do that and Willie Green having this confidence that these young guys can play. He said, these guys are experienced. You know, we didn't draft a couple of 18-year-old guys um, who haven't even looked at a basketball uh, in any way. Well, well, they were playing high school basketball or maybe in um, some lower league that they were the best player. And they really uh, they really showed that they've got that experience, that winning sort of experience. Um, Najee Marshall was average here. His energy was good, but his scoring was no good. Uh, six rebounds, four assists, hit, missed... All four of his shots, which are all corner threes. And, um, yeah, he needs to get that to fall a little bit more to keep himself in the rotation. Because with no Josh Hart, with no Garrett Temple, there's going to be more minutes for him. And he saw 19 tonight, so we need to see him contribute on the scoreboard because we know he can. Uh, Kyra had six points, one rebound, three assists. Uh, and he was okay. He missed a couple of three-pointers. He was, he was all right. He moved the ball when he needed to. Came on and did some spot movement of the ball. Jackson Hayes had 11 minutes and didn't really do much. He had eight points, two rebounds. Um, and all of those were off lobs, I think. And then there was a couple of free throws. He, I don't know. I don't know about Jackson. I don't know whether he's a center. We talked about this in the, in the spaces that maybe he's a power forward and masquerading as a center. Maybe he's better as a lob threat. I'm not sure. I mean... He doesn't really get defensive rotations. He doesn't really create his own shot. And he's not being put in a position where they said, oh, he's worked on his three. He's worked on his mid-range. Well, let's put him in these positions to be able to use that. And um, maybe that'll be down the track. 
So we'll see what happens there. So key takeaways. Number one, Herb Jones just needs to stay in the starting lineup. The guy is fantastic. He brings the energy. He can guard everyone. And for a rookie, he is experienced beyond his years. Very impressed with how he is um, progressing. And I think they're going to be talking about him as a wing defender for a long time. I think there's these guys that you can you can say are these um, 3 and D guys. You can see he's starting to work on that three-point shot. Who knows how good this kid could be. Really impressed. Number two, uh, Nikhil just needs a confidence boost. He needs to back himself in. And there was a discussion about moving him to the bench and letting him run as six-man. I don't think so. I think he needs to play as, an, as a secondary option, and he will play better. Because if he's allowed to dribble the ball around and carry on, we will get smashed when the bench comes on. Because he's a bit of an overuser when he's allowed to be. If instead he settles and moves the ball and finds those good shots and gets a few layups to get himself going, maybe a couple of transition, using his long arms to get those interceptions, you know, he'll be fine. He'll be absolutely fine. And I'm looking forward to seeing him continue to develop into that fantastic scorer and uh, facilitator that we know he is. But he's just got to back himself in. Get that confidence. We're all behind you, Nikhil, and um, we hope that you can you can pull it uh, pull it together really soon and um, and have a better game next one. You know that's a glorious thing about uh, the NBA is that you only have a day off to think about it, and then you got to get back on the on the court and try to beat the next mob. Uh, and also, my third key takeaway is Jonas Valanciunas is an absolute monster, 16 and 15. The guy loves a double-double. He wakes up and has a double-double. Doesn't worry about it. Um, but we've got to feed him, go through him. We've got these contributors um, at all different levels of the court. You've got in the paint with JV. You've got in the mid-range with Brandon Ingram. You've got the three-point now with Devontae Graham. Mix and match. We don't need to settle. Move the ball around. You've got 24 seconds to get a good shot. Drive and kick, penetrate, or work out of the post. We've seen JV can facilitate out of the post, so I want to see more of that as well. And no doubt, we're going to see this continue to develop as the season goes, as Willie gets comfortable with what he's got. And I'm excited, honestly. I, I, I've never been excited about a loss, but what I saw there when you're on national TV... You make the rest of the NBA go, oh, hang on, what's going on here? Because this is a good side. This is a team that's been together, the Atlanta Hawks. They've been together for a long time. You know, they kept, they paid out, they paid John Collins to keep these guys together. These guys are a good side, and we hung with them for most of the game. We lost because we missed a shot, not because they beat us. You know, we missed a few shots on the way up. If we hit a few more of those three-pointers... We win the game. You know, we've, we've harped on things like um, the difficulty that turning the ball over causes. In this game, all we had was 10 turnovers, I think. 10 turnovers, that's it, 11. 11 turnovers, oh no, 9. 9 turnovers we had for the whole game. I was looking at the wrong side. We had 9 and they had 11. They're only 13 points off turnovers for us. How good is that? That's fantastic. You know, they had 21 offensive rebounds. That's where the big uh, disparity is in this. We had nine. You, you cut that back down to, say, 18, 18 offensive rebounds, you win the game. Three-pointers, 11 to 36. You hit 13 three-pointers, you win the game. There's so many opportunities. 
You know, they had 17 free throws to our nine. We only had nine free throw attempts the whole game. If ref blows the whistle, like they should have on a couple of different plays, and I'm looking forward to the last two-minute report, you know, we win the game. There's plenty to like about this one, but I think I'm going to leave it at that. We take on the Sacramento Kings on Friday US time, so it'll be Saturday morning for me, so I'm looking forward to getting up and eating my cereal in front of the television. Um, should be a good game. Sacramento Kings are, are a much improved side as well. Two and two on the season. We know what they're about. They've got Rashawn Holmes, got Darren Fox, Buddy Heald. They've got this uh, Halliburton kid who's pretty handy as well. Davion Mitchell, uh, who they just drafted. Looks like he's got a bit of something about him. They're not an easy beat. But they're also a team that we're going to be hanging with at that uh, hopefully 8, 9, 10, or even higher, 7, 8, 9 position in the West. They're coming up together with us. And so when you get an opportunity to take on guys that are similar to you in, in the standings, you've got to come out and you've got to give them a, a touch-up. So beat your conference rivals. That's all I'll say. Now, anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. As always... I am Lyle Swithenbank. This is the Hoopball Pelicans podcast at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter. At Hoopball Pels is the show. Go and check out hoop-ball.com. There's heaps going on over there at the moment, um, as there always is. I appreciate your time today. We'll have a chat after the uh, the Sacramento Kings game, and um, I'll speak to you then. Bye for now. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.